Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thanks for tuning in. Happy to have you here as always. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. My name is Carly Aquilino, and I'm your host. And we have a good episode. You guys sent in a bunch of questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I wanted to recommend a couple things to you. And I think that's the, the vibe. I think that's the vibe. That's what I'm going to start off by doing. I'm going to recommend a couple movies. So This past week, I saw a movie called Parallel Mothers, which was good. But the movie I really want you guys to see, and this is not sponsored. This is just my humble opinion. These are indie movies, by the way. Um, There's a movie out called The Worst Person in the World, and it's really good. So it's a foreign film. We love to see it. We love to see it. So that was good. That's my recommendation for the week, because I know you guys like when I tell you what to freaking watch. Oh, and I also watched, um, well, I watched the love is blind reunion and I didn't even post about it on my Instagram because I was actually, my blood was boiling watching shake. Um, the number one, most hated man in the history of reality television. So I just couldn't even like watch it and post about it because I was really actually mad. And then I accidentally cyber bullied him. I accidentally commented on his Instagram photo. If it's three inches, just say that because that's the vibe I got. And should I be doing that shit? Absolutely not. But I will. But I will because I'll fight for my girl deep tea. And that's how invested I get in (laughs) reality TV shows. But I also watch the um, it's not even new. I don't know why I put it on. It was like recommended by Netflix. I think it came out last year but I watched the second season of Dirty John. I had watched the first season. First season was, eh. second season was really good. It's Amanda Peet and Christian Slater. And they're all true crime stories that, you know, like each season is a different true crime story that they're acting. But first of all, I watched about six episodes of that damn show before I realized that was Christian Slater. I really did. I mean, I had no clue that that was Christian Slater. Because everyone's getting old, except for me. I'm just getting younger every single day. That's the way it works, right? I just won't accept it. I won't accept it. But yeah, that was good. If you're into true crime stuff, it's about, it's a story about this woman in the 80s. I'm not going to get too deep into it because I don't want to give anything away. But this little cuckoo lady, little cuckoo lady. And I was reading a lot about it, about the case itself. And people were saying, Uh, you know, did he drive her crazy or was she already crazy? And was this warranted? But, you know, she killed, obviously there's always a murder in this, but uh, she killed someone. And I'm not going to say who, because you got to watch, even though it like is revealed in the first episode. But that's something I would definitely recommend. I haven't seen Amanda Pete act in anything in a really long time. She was like super famous when I was young, I feel. Um, like in the nineties and the two thousands, whatever. Oh yeah. Speaking of the nineties and the two thousands, I posted a TikTok about this the other day. Do you guys know, because I see Gen Z stuff because I'm on TikTok. Like you'll see their, their trends, their new things, their things we're not doing. Oh, they don't like skinny jeans. They don't like this. They don't like that. Um, and usually I'm just like, I'll let the girl, you know, the girls are going to girl and the dolls are going to doll. So I'm not going to interfere with their life. You know, we were all young once, but there's a trend now going around on, on TikTok that I see all these young girls doing. 
where they are tweezing their eyebrows to oblivion the way we used to do, the way we used to do, because we're the reason that the microblading industry even exists, okay? We carried the microblading industry on our freaking backs. So they're tweezing it into the, into the thin eyebrows again. And I'm like, please, for the love of God of all things, listen, I could deal with whatever you're wearing and the trends are changing. Hey, that's all normal to me. But you're going to ruin your face, just like everyone did. You know, when that was a trend, I did it. I did it. But my mom would never let me get waxed. And she would like take the tweezers away from me. She would be like, you fucked up your eyebrows and they're never going to go back. Because my mom has those little baby, those little baby eyebrows. Um, so she knows because it wasn't, we didn't start that either. It was popular in the freaking 70s. Uh, trends always come back. But this one, we need to just let it die. We absolutely need to let it die. I will not stand for this. And I told the girlies, I said, listen, do you know how many of my friends just don't have eyebrows anymore? And they're out here looking crazy. We've seen it. It's a, it's a sad, it's a sad story. And most people were like, yes, listen to her, listen to her. But there's still a few little, little girls that commented, I don't care. I'll just fill mine in for the rest of my life. Then I'm like, yeah, you think that now. I, I would say of all the trends that need to die, that's it. I could even, I can even handle them bringing back low rise jeans, even though that's something I can't even believe I'm saying. And I don't know if I personally could pull off low rise jeans because I have a, do you guys have this? Um, I have like a slouch mark in my lower stomach that I've had for a long time but it's from having bad posture. It's just like the wrinkle that's there because I, I swear to God, I have the worst posture. Like they would never let me into Buckingham palace, which I really got to work on. I really got to work on because I really want to be, you know, invited there one day for God knows what, but I sit like a damn praying mantis and I have just like a, a crease in my lower stomach. It looks like a C-section scar from slouching and I got to figure it out. I don't know. I don't know why I have such bad posture, but I'll just catch myself sometimes. And I'll be like, wow, I look so crazy. But anywho, they're out here doing lethal things with their eyebrows. And I, and I won't stand for it because I don't want, I'm like, learn from this generation, you know, having to spend a thousand dollars to get your freaking eyebrows microbladed. But what can you do? They're, they're not going to listen because we didn't, you know. But I swear, I'm like, oh, God, we, can, we can't let this one die. It also looks so much better with thicker eyebrows, I think. I think thin eyebrows ages, ages you. Because, um, like, the ends of mine really kind of never grew back from when I would tweeze them. Because that's the thing. When you're going thin, when you're thinking thin when it comes to eyebrows, I swear to God, you don't realize the importance of every single individual hair, because if you tweeze the wrong one, you're look, you take a step back from the mirror and you, you go, oh shit, I really fucked that up. Didn't I? Because that was a vital piece. That was a, that was an integral piece of the, the brow itself. But anywho, people who are listening to this, like, girl, we get it. You don't like thin eyebrows. I'm just looking out. I'm looking out for the younger generation. 
Um, what else? Oh, I was out at a freaking bar the other night and I met a guy and he asked me to go out on a date. So I'm going out on a date this week, you guys. And who knows? Who knows? But meeting someone out is very, it almost feels Victorian at this point. Like when's the last time that happened? I don't know. What is this, 1842? <laughs> but it's, it, it, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay, let's get into these emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. This one says, my boyfriend is a man child. Okay. Hi, Carly, longtime listener of the potty writing in uh, to my favorite comedian therapist for some advice. My boyfriend and I have been dating for one and a half years and moved in together about four, five months ago. Um, he's great in a way that he isn't a fuck boy. He's super sweet and loving and trustable. Uh, the problem is that his mom raised him in a super sheltered, protected way, and he's never had to deal with a conflict in his life. He's 30 years old. He does have several bath towels though. <laughs> Here comes the issue. And anytime we argue over anything big or small, he does one of two things. He either one breaks up with me on the spot. Ugh. bye. I'm sorry. That was just my visceral reaction to it. I should, uh, I should be a little bit more diplomatic here, but, uh, let's see. I'll continue. Breaks up with me on the spot to avoid conflict and says, quote unquote, I'm just not good enough for you. Or two, he will text my mom. Yes. My mom to tell on me, my mom and I have both set boundaries that this is not not to contact her unless it's an emergency, but he continues to at least five times over the last year. This results in a panic and stress for my mom and usually a three-hour drive in to come back and check on me and sometimes affects her job. After the fight, he apologizes to both of us, but I'm tired of this. He doesn't respect the boundary and I don't have a close relationship with my mom, so this makes me uncomfortable. In his culture, in parentheses, Brazil, he says everyone relies on mommy for advice. I've suggested couples therapy, but he's not here for it. Do I cut him loose? I'd hate to lose such a good guy where this is really the only flaw, but I'm unsure what to do. I can't have a potential husband running around to my mom 24 seven. Any advice for your girly? Um, yeah, this is something I would absolutely not be able to deal with because let, let me tell you something. If you're putting up with it now, it, it's going to get to a boiling point and it's going to drive you nuts. Um, I would tell him one last time, like, if you contact my mom again, when we get into a fight, you're out, you're out. That's it, you know? Um, and he does need to have coping skills. He needs to have like a management of just his emotions. You can't, because to me, girl, when, when you said that he was like, uh, when you get into a fight, he just breaks up with you immediately. And he's like, wow, I guess I'm just not good enough for you. A guy that I was with used to do that to me. And I remember, um, I literally asked him, this is what I asked him. I was like, can you make sure that when you flush the toilet, there's nothing left behind. And, and you guys know what I'm talking about. And he said, wow, you're, you think you're a princess. Huh? Wait a minute. I think I'm a princess. Yeah. Right. Because Kate Middleton has to have this conversation with Prince, Prince William. Hey, make sure that you just check that 
there's no skid marks in the toilet. A princess? In what country? <laughs> I hate that shit. That is so gaslighty to me. Oh, well, you just deserve better. Oh, you should just wait. You want to know what? I've done that before where I go, okay, cool. Yeah, let's just break up. Cool. All right. Yeah. Bye. Because to me, it's like, if you're going to break up with me or you're going to say that you want to break up over something so small, then let's just do it because you're annoying and I'm obviously not worth it to you. Um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be able to, he needs to put in work. And the fact that he's not accepting that he needs therapy, he needs to figure out a way to cope with this, um, is kind of telling me everything I need to know. And I would probably, Hey, I would cut him loose. What can you do? But you do whatever you want to do. I'm not telling you to do that. You know, that's just my opinion. I wouldn't be able to, I want a man that like works in a fucking coal mine. Okay. I want a guy that doesn't, that he, he just barely talks. Okay. And he's trying to just get through the goddamn day because he's tired and he has a herniated disc in his spine. That's my soulmate. Okay. I'm not trying to be with a guy that's a baby. If I wanted to have a baby, I would just have had one. I don't, I don't want to date a 30 year old one. Um, okay. This next one says he's so annoying. LOL. I swear to God, there's something going on in the damn universe. <laughs> Because all the straight couples are fighting these past couple weeks, you guys. Have you noticed that? <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So this says, hi, Carly, obsessed with you in the pod. But anywho, I'll just get right into it. My husband and I live in Southern California and we have nice things, but this motherfucker posts and flaunts it and I'm dying and cringing. I just think it's so embarrassing. I've told him many times that it's not a good look and that nobody really cares. LOL. How else can I tell him to stop? Am I being dramatic or controlling? I just feel like it's immature and speaks volumes because someone who is content with their life doesn't need to get attention and approval from people on the internet. Thank you for letting me vent. Haha. <laughs> I love you. Kiss you right on the lips. Also my daughter and my cat are the sweetest. Oh, how cute. And then she added a picture of the daughter, her daughter and her cat. Wait, that cat kind of looks like Robert. Uh, I feel like I say that about every cat, but I totally understand where you're coming from. The thing is like, everybody's different and people, some people feel like they need to flex. Right. But it reminds me of that saying, um, money talks, wealth whispers, because it really is true. The people who I know that have the most money, like I know some rich people. Okay. You wouldn't know just from, by looking at them because rich people don't really need to do that. It, it's kind of like, listen, and new money is different. There's a difference between new money and old money, like new money. They're going to be a little bit more flashy, right? Cause they're excited. They're like, listen, I'm going to the damn store. I just got this check. I'm going to the store and I get it. Everyone can do whatever they want and buy whatever they want. But, um, the people I know with the most money, you would never know by the way that they, the, the way that they talk, the things that they post, all that stuff. They have nice things, but it's more like low key, like unbranded, you know, some special shit from France or Italy or something. But yeah, that's a, that's a saying that I kind of always think about money talks, wealth whispers, because at the end of the day, people who have money aren't really posting shit like that because they don't want anybody asking them for, for money. It's kind of like, um, I knew this girl years and years ago who would always be like, I am so smart. Like she would always tell, she brought up how smart she was all the time. I have a very high IQ. It's like, girl, nobody asked you who talks about an IQ. 
like, what is it, 1982? <laughs> I don't know what that year, why that year is significant. But I just, I could never fathom why she would always bring up her IQ. And she was like, I'm very smart. Like, I'm so smart. I'm, it's like, nobody ever doubted you or asked you, you know? But let me tell you something. She was overcompensating there. You know? It's like, if people have to tell you certain things and show off, it's usually a facade because she wouldn't have to have told everybody if she was really that smart. Smart people don't do that. Imagine, imagine a genius being like, I am very smart. (laughs) It just doesn't happen. You know, God, I would love to take an IQ test. I would fail it. I don't know. There's no way I would, I would do well on an IQ test. The thought of test taking is maybe it's like PTSD from just having to take tests in school, but it is excruciating to me. I can't handle it. I would have such bad, like anxiety taking tests when I was in school, because I'm like, just had it in my head. Like, girl, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. And guess what? I always would. Um, all right. Next one. He's great, but <laughs> howdy, Carly and the cats love the potty. OG listener. And real quick, uh, wait, Brooke, if you're listening to this episode and I know you are, Hey bestie. Okay. So that was a, that was a shout out. We usually don't say names, but I'm taking that as, you know, you gave me consent. I love my boyfriend to bits and pieces. He's the definition of quote unquote, if he wanted to, he would, he's a great job. He has bath mats. He cooks, cleans, you name it. He does it. But my man cannot dance like to an embarrassing level. It all became unveiled at a concert. We went to with a large group of friends. We were in the grass. The sun was setting. The vibes were all there, but tell me why this man starts dancing. We're like, like we're at a ninth grade homecoming and like, he's never touched a woman. (laughs) He was awkwardly grabbing my waist from behind and rocking back and forth and severely out of rhythm. I was so uncomfortable and not because it's particularly gross or anything, but because he was so bad. I was trying to give him little hints by dominating the movement, but his hips are rigid. What do I do? Is this something I can teach him? Is this terminal? Oh God. (laughs) Am I going to have to accept the fact that he dances like a cinder block? Uh, XOXO from a girl who has a lot of weddings coming up and wants her date to not dance like he's someone's father. Okay. And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill that we'll do. Uh, let's do this at the end. So here's the thing. Listen, you got a good man on your hands. If, if anything, if anything, you guys, you say, why don't we take little dancing lessons together or something, even though it sounds hopeless to me, but listen, You have a great guy on your hands. He was probably just having so much fun at that damn concert that you guys were at that he really, he really uninspired and he tried to dance. And honestly, I think it's cute. I think it's cute. I wouldn't, you know, you got it all here, girly. You got it all. You got, you said he cooks, he cleans, he has bath mats and he has a great job. He can't also be a Jabberwocky. Okay. You can't have it all. So you got to just say, hey, he's a freaking weirdo and I love him and, and find it to be cute or tell him to get dance lessons in, in a fun, cute little couples way. You know, couples do that when the, when they're about to get married and they're like, oh, let's do it. Da- let's go to a dance instructor. That poor fucking dance instructor. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? 
Oh my God. Imagine being the dance teacher to couples that are getting married because they want to do a couple's dance at their wedding and teaching them a routine and the husband doesn't know his right foot from his left. Oh my God. No, that's the worst job in the world. That's the worst job in the world because you know, the husband doesn't want to be there. He's just afraid she's going to call off the marriage. If he doesn't learn the freaking routine. (laughs) No, that's it. You guys, that's the worst job in the world. I don't want to hear anyone complaining about their job anymore because can you imagine doing that 365, doing that as your, your full-time job, please. If you are a dance instructor for, for couples that are getting married, please text, please message us, send an email into secret keepers club, because I need to know the nuances of that. I'll say this. I've said this before and I'll say it again. A lot of things about getting married are very embarrassing to me. And I, I think everyone should have the wedding of their dreams. Whatever you envision for yourself, go out and do it. But me picturing myself doing certain things, I'm like, I'm actually all set. Everyone just stay home. Like, what? Wh- I, I can't. The thought of like, I can't express to you guys how much I mean that too. Like the entire, because I've never been this person that envisions my wedding or, or, it's like, I was never like a little girl, like I'm going to be a bride one day. I was a little girl, like, mm, I don't, it was just never my thing. But, oh my freaking God. Even the thought of like walking down the aisle. <laughs> no, no, I won't ever do it. I, I want to be standing at the altar while the guests are filing in. Because me walking down the aisle, I can't. And I know that's the thing. And I know that's like the most beautiful part of the wedding. But I'm just picturing I can't. No, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. Good thing. Good thing nobody's trying to marry me because we would have a lot of conversations to have. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsor this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Nutrafol. If you're one of the more than 30 million women that's been impacted by weakened or thin in hair, the Nutrafol is here to improve your hair growth. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. You guys, we've talked about Nutrafol on the podcast a few times. I take it. I take it when I remember it. You know, I'm trying to be this vitamin girly, but I really do like it. And I personally think that I see a difference in my hair. It's been about three months now and my hair, I don't know if you guys have seen, but my hair is quite long now. Um, and it feels nice. So Nutrafol is a physician formulated to be 100% drug-free. Only natural, clinically effective botanicals are in there. Uh, It works by targeting the five root causes of thinning hair, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and your metabolism. When you subscribe, you receive monthly delivery so you never miss a dose. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend it. You may also notice improvements to your overall well-being, including more 
restful sleep, less stress, and better skin, nails, and libido. Grow thicker, healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code SECRET. New customers get $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer available anywhere and only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, get free shipping on every order. So take $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Uh, promo code secret, stand up for your strands and get neutral. So this next one is, this one just says embarrassment. <laughs> oh my God. And there's about a million freaking photos attached of little chihuahuas. Hi, bestie Carly and her pussies, Robert and Stanley. Sorry for making that vulgar. No, we love it. Uh, something that embarrasses me is answering the phone when the other person knows I have caller ID, like in my contact list and not on a landline. Hello. Uh, like, am I supposed to say hello and pretend I didn't read their name on the phone or just say, Hey, like I'm overly excited that they called my first instinct is to say, Hey, are you okay? Because who calls just to say hi anymore, but you're who calls just to say hi anymore. You psycho. But some of my friends are like, Oh, nothing. I'm just saying, Hey, and I feel like a jackass for assuming that they wouldn't randomly call to chat. Another embarrassing thing is checking out at the grocery store. I always think the cashier or the other shoppers are going to judge me for buying a 24 pack of Eggos like once a week. But when I was a kid, my mom would say, if you're embarrassed about buying something, just remember there's the one selling it. And sometimes I have to tell myself that in line at the grocery store. I 1000% agree about the grocery store thing. I will like bury, I will like bury bad things in my, um, shopping cart because I'm like, I just feel like the cashier is going to freaking judge me. And I want to, I want to ease them in with like, you know, a healthy thing like, Oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. And I went through this like phase many years ago. I would say about, it wasn't actually that long. It was like four years ago where I was buying Uncrustables, like, uh, like really so many boxes of Uncrustables at the same time, which uh, there should be, you know, some type of panic button that, that a cashier should press because I was very, I was clearly not all there in, in my head. I was obsessed with Uncrustables and I was even going to like different grocery stores to find the special flavors because I don't know if you guys know this, but there is a peanut butter and honey one. There is a peanut butter and honey one. And, and I'm also don't know if you guys know this, but there's a full Nutella one. So listen, was my favorite flavor strawberry and peanut butter? Yeah, strawberry jelly and peanut butter. Yes, that is obviously the best one, hands down. And but I was buying boxes of Uncrustables at the t- at a time, and it was like I wasn't buying anything else. I was exclusively purchasing Uncrustables, and I remember being like, "The kids love them," you know, to the cashiers because there's no way that I could have just been like, "These are for me." But you guys, can we honestly talk about how good Uncrustables really are? A lot of people should get on it. And I haven't had one in a really long time, but they just hit different. They hit different than a regular freaking, uh, a regular freaking PB&J. But you're right. It is embarrassing. And then she gives some fuck, Mary kills, um, which we'll do in a little bit. So this one says, I'm dating a virgin. Help. 
Hi, Carly and the gang. So this recently happened to me and I thought it would be really great to hear your perspective on. I went on a few dates with this guy and it was going well. On the third date, I went to his apartment and he cooked me dinner. We watched a movie, et cetera, et cetera. Except when we were making out, I expected we would probably have sex. He stops and tells me that he's a virgin. In the moment, it didn't really kill the mood. We just made out and nothing else. But for context, I'm 22 and he's 23. He had mentioned a few times prior that he's Catholic, but he's not really religious anymore. But in the moment, he said that it had recently changed his mind about, quote unquote, saving himself for marriage and, quote unquote, the opportunity just hasn't come, which all is fine, obviously, whatever. But I consider myself a very sex positive person and don't even believe in the concept of, quote unquote, virginity. And I don't remember the last time that I heard somebody say they were saving themselves for marriage used in a serious context. Uh, He's a good guy, but there are some other things making me think I'll probably call it off with him. But I still have to wonder, would I date someone who's never had sex before? I'm 22, not really dating to find myself in a serious long term relationship. And sex is typically the only thing that is uncomplicated. So I don't think I would want to make it messy. My thoughts are that he's been taught that sex is shameful and his first experience will likely be a little bit more intense or might bring up some emotions that typically wouldn't with any 20 uh, with any other 23 year old. And I don't like him enough to involve myself in that. Does that make me a bad person? Really want to hear your thoughts. Love the pod so much. You make Mondays working from home so much better. Oh, and then there's a uh, fuck, Mary kill. So here's the thing. You're a thousand percent right with this. If you are not, if someone's a virgin and you're not interested, uh, you know how, I, I don't remember how you phrased it here. Like you don't like him enough to go through all of that. I a thousand percent think you're making the right choice. Number one, because this is going to be a new experience for them. It's going to be a special experience for them. So you're going to be kind of bonded to them in some way. And I'm just like putting myself in their shoes where it's like, if it were me and I waited however long to hook up with somebody and then I did it and the person was just like, this is a lot. Like it's more, it would hurt me more if that happened um, than just us never hooking up in the first place. Cause he's not going to miss what he never had. Right. But I think you're hundred percent right. I probably wouldn't do it because you're right in terms of like, if he was raised to think that this is a bad thing, or this is a shameful thing, then it's gonna, it it might not just be so fun and free. And I think that that's what you're looking for. If you were looking for a relationship and you were like, wow, I really think I'm in love with this guy. I would definitely say, yeah, give it a shot. Take things at the right pace and, you know, talk about it and be open about it. But sometimes the, you know, I think your gut is telling you what is the right move. And I I agree with you on that. And no, absolutely not. It does not make you a bad person. Um, and I'm thinking of this in his perspective too. Um, he would probably prefer for it to be with somebody that he, whatever wants to be in a relationship with it's, he probably really, really likes you. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would be, that would be pretty shocking too, to learn on a third date that someone's a virgin. I don't know. Is that, I wouldn't, I honestly like, wouldn't know that's never happened to me before, but a third date. Wow. Eh. Hey, if he's a virgin, he's probably uncomfortable talking about it in the first place anyway, but there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I, I think you're making the right choice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that just because I wouldn't want the responsibility to emotionally be there for somebody that I didn't really care about unless I 
really cared about them, you know? Okay. This one says advice for the girly whose yucky boyfriend has a crush. Hey, Carly, this is advice for the girl uh, with her loser boyfriend of six years who told her about his crush on his coworker. Yes, this was in the episode last week. Uh, I feel like he told her about the crush. So the ball is in her court and he doesn't have to be the one doing the dumping. It's obviously such a weak ass thing to do, but definitely is a game that he's playing. I a thousand percent agree with this. I a thousand percent agree with this too, where, um, I've noticed this happen a lot where a guy will do, if they decide that they don't want to be with us anymore, they will do whatever in their power to hurt us and piss us off until we make the move and break up with them. Meanwhile, that that's like a plot that they're doing. Um, you know, they're scheming in that way. I a thousand percent agree. You're right. I also want an update, girly, if you're listening. Um, this one says bath mats included. Hey girl, longtime listener here. I've seen every single episode of girl code and listened to every episode of the podcast at least once. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. No question this time. Just wanted to send out a quick PSA. Ladies always ask a man where his bath mats come from. If he doesn't know red flag, let me explain. Earlier this week, I finally did it. I left my toxic, cheating, sparkle-stealing man of four years, leaving behind an apartment and a full of beautiful new furniture, towels, and bath mats that were all mine because he had such a firm grasp on me. I had to make some quick moves and could only take what I could fit in my car. Well, honestly, good for you. I'm happy for you. Stay strong. You're going to be great. It seems like you know you made the right choice, but I'm here to solidify that you made the right choice leaving this guy. Anyway, all that's to say, beware of these men who have, who have what I call a starter girlfriend. And it looks like the woman lives there or would live there run. Uh, they probably have a damn good reason why he's single. That's all. Thanks so much for reading. Hoping to catch you and Jesse May on tour this year. You both rock my socks off in Austin back in November. And you're two of the sweetest girlies I've ever met. Love you. Oh, well, thank you. I love you. I love you. And we'll see you there. Um, yeah, I a thousand, I, I get, I get this. If a guy's house is suspiciously clean, I'm like, what's going on here, babes? You married? You divorced? How many girlfriends do you have? You have a cleaning lady? Does your mom live here? What's going on? Like, I want answers. I want answers if your house is super put together and you got all the furniture and there's stuff on the walls and it's clean. It's like, what's going on? I hear you. Um, okay, let's go to this next one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It says, I am bisexual and confused about my possibly toxic relationship. Help. Hi, Carly and the sweet baby angel kittens. I'm a big fan of yours forever, and I'm hoping to get some advice. My boyfriend and I have been dating for about a year and a half, but we've been friends for years. He's great, and we have so many fun times together. However, a few months into our relationship, I started noticing his anger issues, and they've only gotten worse. Sometimes he just snaps and curses at me, telling me everything that I'm doing wrong and making me question my actions, even though I feel like I'm a very caring girlfriend. My friends have noticed it, but they haven't seen how 
they haven't seen the full extent of how crazy he gets. This weekend, he really blew up at me for reasons that have could have just been a really calm conversation. He said some things I'll never be able to forgive and ruined our weekend getaway that we were on. We decided to take some time apart, but he seemed to think with that we could work this out. Although we have many great times together, his explosive behavior is becoming difficult to forgive. He's so sweet most of the time, but I never know when he's going to flip a switch. The other important piece to this is that I'm bisexual and I have been wanting to date a woman since I hadn't had that opportunity yet. This breakup could be a great opportunity for me to get to know myself better, but I'm still torn on whether or not to stay with him. I haven't been single in a long time and I guess I'm just nervous, but I also think that exploring my feelings for women and sending some spending some time as a single lady could really be good for me. I love my boyfriend, but I also love myself. And I just know, I just don't know what decision is best for me. Please help. And then there's a fuck, Mary kill. Now I'm going to say something right now. Okay. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that need to hear this. You know, when I read these emails about relationships, I always try and, Oh, play devil's advocate. Sometimes I'll see things from both sides because in relationships, a lot of things are, they're emotional. They, we feel them in, in a different way. Right. Um, but when it comes to somebody being, uh, somebody having a bad temper and somebody being abusive verbally, I always, am going to say, get the fuck out, get the fuck out and stay out of that relationship because we just need to be careful with people. We think we know people and then we don't. I mean, how many times has this happened where uh, a girl has a history or, or a uh, boyfriend and girlfriend have a history of fighting all the time and he's always yelling at her and they're constantly bickering back and forth in front of people, all of this. And then so, God forbid something happens. We see it all the time. I mean, look at little Gabby Petito over the summer. And there's plenty more. I'm just saying her because she was the... It went viral this past year, but, um, you, you got to get out and stay out and go explore, see what else. And I'm glad that you took the step to kind of end things with him. But the thing with this is like, listen, I've been in this situation before where you're with somebody who is being abusive. It's not just toxic. It's abusive. And you're in it. So you don't see the full extent. You're like, oh, this is bad. Like he's exploding, but you're not going to see how much actually worse it actually is until you take a full step away and you're single. You're going to go, oh my God, I can't believe like how crazy that was because you kind of get used to it. And then you're like under this spell, you're being controlled. You think you need the person. You think like you'll be nothing without them and blah, 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 blah. No, no. And then you're single and you're like, oh, that fucking weirdo. That guy's a weirdo. You know? So I'm going to urge you to get out of this relationship. Also, I've been with a guy too, who like had to ruin every good day that happened. And I'm just like, you're fucking exhausting. Like just a guy who, if you're on vacation, he's like, I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to ruin that a special day. He's going to be sick. You know, it's like, okay, I'd rather literally be alone and have cats. And that's what I'm doing. But yeah, I'm always going to urge you guys, if you're in a relationship like that, if, especially if he's not getting help, but you should encourage him to get help regardless. Um, but yeah, these, 
relationships that end in either physical abuse or worse, they don't start off that way. They start off this way. So I just got to say it happens way too often. This isn't a one in a billion thing, you know? Um, okay. And then they gave fuck, Mary kill. Let's do this one. Okay. Uh, this is the last one. It says, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Hi, Carly and your precious angel baby kittens. I have been meaning to email you in regards to something that I find very embarrassing. Chiropractor visits. <laughs> hear me out. They legit bear hug you and hold you and get really close. And I'm supposed to just be okay with that. I had some back pain last month. And although I did get some relief from seeing one, I couldn't help but be mortified by being in the open room and people hearing me moan and groan. No, it's so true because the chiropractor, you really are just like, huh. And like a full straight grown men hugging and popping just made me laugh so hard. I had to walk out because I had a case of the giggles. It's over. I don't think that's talked about enough. It truly feels like a safe space. Oh my God. That's so unbelievably true. I used to go to the chiropractor all the time. And I'm like, also the fact that this guy is like snapping my neck, the way that they just fully like snap your neck. I'm like, am I going to die? God, but it does feel good. I know there's like a lot of controversy against chiropractors. Some people say that it doesn't work and it's not, blah, blah, blah. but hey, if you have a bad back and sometimes you just need to crack it, you go to the chiropractor, but I haven't been in years. I used to go, actually, I was going when I didn't know, um, years ago before I had surgery, I didn't know that I had a tumor because nobody thought to give me a freaking whatever the test is for months. But all the doctors are like, yeah, just go to the chiropractor. It's fine. Cut to me having to have a disc of my spine removed. But um, I did love a good, I love a good crack. Love a good crack. Okay. Okay. Let's do these fuck Mary kills. We have quite a few. Um, the first one is an amazing thrift find cooking something you've never made and it comes out way better than expected and going to someone's house and their shy cat really likes you. Okay. I'm marrying the, the shy cat. I'm marrying the shy cat. I guess I'm fucking the cooking something you've never made, but it comes out way better than expected. I kind of like that. I think that's a, Oh, you know what? No, I'm, I'm actually fucking the amazing thrift find because I love a rare, I love a rare find makes me feel special. makes me feel lucky. Um, the next one is <laughs> appliance edition, microwave, oven, and fridge. Wow. You got to marry the fridge, babe. You got to marry the fridge. And then I guess oven. Well, can, yeah. Oh yeah. I guess oven really what I would, what I would want to marry is, or fuck is my stove because I, I use the stove the most. I, I don't really use my microwave that often. Um, maybe like once a week, once every two weeks, but yeah, I would say I'm going to fuck the oven and kill the microwave. And the next one is a month edition, January, March, or August. I guess I'm going to marry, uh, no, I'm going to fuck August because it's hot. It's nice. Um, over the summertime, 
And then I guess I'm going to marry January because it's a new start, you know, new hopes and dreams. You get a little, you get a little extra few days rest because it's a holiday. You get to use all your new stuff that you just got for the, for the holiday. March, my mom's birthday's in March, but I'm going to have to kill it. Sorry. And then we'll do one more mac and cheese, mashed potatoes and stuffing. Oh, please. So easy. So easy. It's almost disrespectful. This one marrying stuffing and don't come for me. I know that's going to be controversial. I know that's edgy. We're marrying stuffing ladies. Here's why it's, it's the best. It's a million times better than mac and cheese. And I, and I'll put that on my tombstone. Marrying stuffing. Fucking mac and cheese, killing mashed potatoes. So easy. Because to me, mashed potatoes, unless they got the heavy cream and the sour cream and the butter and the salt and pepper, they're pretty bland and boring and dull. I'm all set. Stuffing it is. But anywho, I love you guys. Um, I hope you have a great week. We'll chit chat soon. And you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Bye.